So I don't know if you've had an opportunity to see the CNN report uh, on their website today. The headline reads that uh, something to the effect that the CDC uh, accuses, well, sources at the CDC accuse uh, the um, Trump administration of playing politics with the pandemic. And I'm like, no shit. I mean, that's, we've already been talking about it. I mean, that's obvious. Everybody knows this. We've, we've seen it. I mean, it's wide open. It's out there. You don't have to look very far and you don't have to uh, be an archaeologist to uncover the game that's being played. Um, you know, so, well, you know, it is nice to see, see it in print. It's nice to see, um, you know, some validation, uh, what we've been talking about validated from sources at the CDC, uh, what they have to say about this. So, yeah, I mean, politics are, the, the, the administration has been playing politics with this thing from the get-go. Uh, I think there are two, there are two, two things at play here. Uh, when we when we consider the politics of uh, the pandemic, one you have Trump's politics, you have uh, Trump's motivations and and what drives him and why um, th- there's a political game that has to be played, and it sort of goes hand in hand with, and it maybe it's maybe why they are you know the the uh, conservative machine and Trump are working well so well together. I mean, they recognize that he is an ego, and it, they can take advantage of that, and 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 they're 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 doing so uh, rather effectively. Um, I think you call it a codependent relationship. Maybe maybe we could describe uh, Trump's relationship with the conservative machine as a codependent relationship. One, he needs his ego stroked, and they're just the ones to do it as long as. Um, they get the politics out of him that it, that they need, and um, that's what's happening. I mean, that's what's happened. Um, you know, uh, you, you, come on, you, you can't argue with a straight face that Trump was ever a principled conservative. And it's been amazing to me. It's been just uh, I've been just blown away by how. Uh, Trump has been embraced, especially by the talking heads, by the media, the conservative media, as being, um, uh, you know, a principled conservative. Uh, he's not. I mean, he wasn't, and he and he still isn't. Um, but that, you know, nonetheless, with that, uh, uh, even with that said, um, they are able to take advantage of. Uh, of of what he brings to the table, they're they're able to take advantage of, um, you know, his being president, and so those are the you know those are the two sides of why this thing has to be, uh, why the pandemic has to be political. On the one side, you have the conservative party that has to, um. The, 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 uh, you have the conservative party who recognizes that the system is breaking down and they can't have that. And on the other side, you have uh, Trump who just wants to maintain power. Um, and this is, this is the, the gist of the whole thing, I think. So, and, and that's the, the, the total motivation for Trump is to maintain power. I mean, here's, I, I think, as a narcissist, um, 
you know, for him to be voted out of office or not voted in for a second term, that is going to be crushing. It would be crushing. It would, it would be just a, a devastating blow. Because it would change the narrative completely. You know, the, what he's looking for is a title. And what that title is, is the greatest president ever. He wants to be able to say that. I mean, do you disagree with that? I mean, that's, a, it's, that's how he describes everything that he does, everything that he touches, everything that his administration has been a part of. Uh, no one's seen anything like it. It's the best there's ever been. He's as great as George Washington and Abe Lincoln combined. Uh, he is able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. He's faster than a speeding bullet. I mean, it just keeps going on and on with this guy. It doesn't stop. And so if he, he has to fulfill in his mind his destiny, and that destiny is to be voted in for a second term. If nothing else will satisfy him. It, the ego needs fed. He's an absolute narcissist. And uh, unless, he, unless he gets that, unless he wins the next election, I, I think you would see the end of uh, Trump. I mean, really, I mean, physically, ex, ex, I think existentially, I think you would, you would see the end of Trump if he didn't um, win a second election. I think his fate depends on it because, you know, he won't be able to say, uh, you know, he can, I think he is always comparing himself to the others, you know, Bill Clinton. Uh, I mean, who was the last guy that served one term? It was H.W. Uh, George H.W. Bush. Uh, and, um, you know, so all the greats, serve multiple terms and he won't he won't be able to consider himself in that league if he's not elected to a second term so he's driven completely by uh his own motivations he's driven by his ego that's what's what's causing this to be political for him recognize this he thinks, he believes, he knows that unless the economy turns around, he's not going to win a second term. I mean, he's, he's repeated it himself. It's the economy, stupid. It's the economy. Trump believes if the stock market isn't uh, at full speed, if it isn't running hot, right before people go to the polling places. He's not going to be elected. That's what he believes. And, you know, there's probably some truth to that. Although there may be another way out of this for, for Trump. There may be another way, you know, pathway uh, to a second term. And that is, you know, do the right thing. Do what's right for the people instead of what's political. But 
uh, I don't think he'll do that. I don't think he'll do that. And, and I mean, well, there's no signs that he, they, you know, the administration is going to do that. They're not doing that. They're hell bent on uh, reopening the economy. They've crashed the numbers. They've done the cost benefit, and they're willing to sacrifice the lives to get uh, what they need politically. And that's what's happening here. That's why this is a political issue for Trump. Trump is making this decision all based on his ego. All on uh, his self-serving interest. You know, I would argue that there's absolutely zero political interest uh, that's, that is innate in Trump. He's not a political person. Sure, he knows how to play the part. He knows how to play the role of a political person. And he's done that well. Well enough. He's more interested in uh, the ego. He's more interested in uh, the power. He's more interested in um, you bowing at his feet. That's, that's what Trump is about. He's an elitist. He was born, born into this. I mean, uh, think about it. The center of the universe. That's, that's, what, uh, that's what the Trump name uh, really means. And you can, you can have one, too, if you just put uh, the name on uh, your, your tall building. So that's, that's where this thing is at. That's why it's political for Trump. Uh, that's why it's completely... Uh, that's why he, he needs to get um, the economy going. At least in his mind. So... Uh, I don't know if you saw yesterday um, that Mnuchin and Jerome Powell were before Congress giving their reports. Uh, the, the two pretty much had the same thing to say, that um, the economy's in dire straits. I think Mnuchin mentioned that uh, unless um, states start to reopen, we may be facing irreparable damages because... Because to our economy because of it. And uh, Jerome Powell, um, um, you know, uh, echoed the same thing, pretty much. What was interesting about the two, uh, the, Jerome Powell and, and Mnuchin, is that they um, seem to, in their assessment of things, uh, provide uh, differing, pathways out of it, out of the, the crisis. One was uh, poor money, and this one came from Powell, put money back into the system, um, you know, fund mun municipalities, provide stimulus. And then Mnuchin's was uh, open up the economy and get people back to work. Those are the two choices. And I think you know who Mnuchin is speaking for. He's speaking for Trump when it comes to opening up the economy. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I come here and talk on this podcast and I mention, you know, I have my own criticisms of uh, the administration and what they're doing and how they're handling things. And, um, you know, what I guess I would say is that I'm not anti getting people back to work. I'm pro getting people back to work safely. That's what's important. And I think, um, you know, uh, the most humane thing we can do is to get people back to work safely. You know, in the meantime, uh, our country needs to do everything it can to help people stabilize. Sure, we don't want people going bankrupt because of this thing. Sure, we don't want people uh, standing in food lines. That's an interesting thought in and of itself. Um, and, and maybe that's a, a sort of a driving force between a social democracy and social policy, uh, democratic pos- policy, social policy, is that... Uh, you know, if, uh, at least I feel that we're looking for stabilizing forces uh, within our systems and within our communities. Stabilizing forces. It doesn't seem to be that way with the current system. Every few years we're faced with one of these upheavals. And when you think about Mnuchin and... Um, Powell speaking before Congress, I can only imagine that the conservative machine was uh, just absolutely shaking in their boots at the, 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 the picture that was before them, the picture playing out uh, before them as these two gentlemen were standing in, in before Congress. Because ultimately what they were doing, what Mnuchin and Powell are saying to you uh, when they say that the economy is facing or the system is facing irreparable damages is that the system, the current system, is fragile. And um, it's facing a breakdown of monumental proportions. If, you, if people don't get back to work, if states don't open up, this is what's going to happen. If we don't prime the pump and get the system going, there's going to be a breakdown. Ultimately, what they're doing, what they've done uh, by getting before Congress is to um, reveal, and, and I don't know who's paying attention to this, but you should be, but they've revealed to everyone um, the, the weakness of our current system. That it's, that there are no fail-safes. That... Uh, what do you get with this system is all or nothing. There's no flexibility. The economy cannot um, support um, people through a crisis of this magnitude. Be- you, the, the answer is to run the cost-benefit analysis and get people back to work. And so that's what, that's Mnuchin's line. Mnuchin's line is we got to open the states back up so we can get the economy going. Um, but I, f- I find it very, I find it very enlightening, and I don't know, 
I, I imagine the machine, the conservative machine, um, this, you know, standing back in the shadows, holding hands over their mouths and ears, watching what's happening. That these guys are are getting up on stage and talking about the system, um, the failure of the system. It's not as robust as they would like you to think. It can't withstand um, a pandemic. And so there's a leverage point there, and I don't know um, if people are going to seize upon that or not. It would seem to me that um, the Democratic Party, um, uh, progressives all around, uh, liberals would be shouting from the roof, rooftops that um, here it is. You know, Bernie should be screaming from the pulpit. Uh, here it is. Here's a proof. And Bernie is now, mind you. Uh, you know, he's pointing out uh, the insanity of our current health care system and how uh, it's not designed or set up to, um, to, to weather this kind of storm. And people are going to be left out in the rain because of it. We have a more social uh, a more social system uh, for our health uh, for our health system uh, you know would already be in place for this sort of thing and that's that's a, that's the really interesting thing to me it's ironic you have uh, Trump the head of the party this huge capitalist I mean he's the icon for the capitalist uh, mantra. I mean, Richie Rich, he's the Richie Rich, right? I mean, when you think of capitalism, you think of golden toilets. And here is Trump. They've got him. They've got their man, a billionaire capitalist. Um, at least that's the way it looks. I mean, that's the, that's the way it looks on, to most people on the outside that he is this, this figure, the figurine. And um, it's sort of crumbling before them. Uh, based on uh, what just a, amounts to um, a, 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 a public health issue. The, the system is not set up to withstand the most basic problem that we face as a society and that we've faced for so many uh, for as long as you can you can remember, as long as you as historically, um, these things, you know, pandemics, public health has been an issue in our society, and the system's not set up to deal with it. Uh, that's the one thing that this pandemic has done. It has revealed all of the flaws of the current capitalist system. And Jerome Powell and Steve Mnuchin uh, told you that. That's what they said. So what do we do now? I mean, that's that's the next question. How do we handle it? Well, I don't know. Hopefully people will open their eyes and see that uh, we need to be thinking about if we're, we're going to maintain um, uh, uh, this, this united common country that we have. Uh, if we want to maintain this thing, then we need to be thinking about system, putting systems in place that will allow us to uh, weather the storm when it starts raining. Because it's going to. There are going to be more of these types of things. 
And, uh, you know, uh, we've seen it in the past. And most of the time, it's social policies, you know, like the like uh, uh, FDR's uh, New New Deal. Most of the time, it's social policies, uh, you know, that help us get out of these things. And I and I imagine this time won't be so different either.